Hey, everybody, Dave Hagan here. What are you doing with your tax refund this year? That's today on the Financial Wellness Podcast. Welcome to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to the financial success. Here is your host, financial problem solver and talk show host, Dave Hagan. Hello, everybody, and welcome to this week's episode of the Financial Wellness Podcast, or TFWP, as we like to call it. We're coming to you from Van Nuys, California, San Diego, California, and Topanga, California today. And look who we have with us this week. I wonder, do our listeners go, oh, I wonder if it's going to be Nick. I wonder if it's going to be Brian. Maybe it's going to be Nick and Brian. Maybe we just have to settle with Dave. I don't know. But today we've got Nick. How you doing, man? Good. I, I also go by the announcer these days. The announcer? Um, I like that. That sounds good. That everything's sounds, good, man. That's, that sounds good. Is this something you could put on your resume, like announcer for TFWP? Oh, you know it in uh, extracurriculars. It's exactly where I actually, put it. Actually, that's a good idea. It makes you look a little more well-rounded, right? <laughs> Thanks, Dave. I, I, anyway, any, everything is going well here. I hope everything's doing well over there. No complaints. No complaints here. Happy to be, uh, happy to be alive. Happy to be uh, above the ground. Happy to be uh, enjoying life this April 15th. So April 15th. I usually don't like this particular day, but uh, it's good this year. Normally on the 15th, it's time to get your taxes done. If you got a corporate return, it's due 315 and those personal returns are, are due 415. Do you get yours uh, you get yours filed yet, Nick? I did. I did. Um, you know, did you get anything, Dave? Are you getting a refund? Uh, no, I'm not getting a refund. <laughs> Why? Um, well, I'll tell you about that in a little bit at the, at the end of the podcast. There's a reason. In fact, I was I was following my suggested protocol, but I'm going to suggest that protocol uh, maybe maybe a little bit later in the podcast. So stay tuned. You know, it used to be that when I would get that refund, um, I would think, "Hey, what can I go blow it on? Let's go blow it on something fun. It's money that I hadn't planned on having, uh, or didn't." plan on having, maybe I should have. And I would go back and, and blow it on something. Not sure that's the thing to do. And that's what we're going to talk about, uh, you know, here today. Did you get a refund, Nick? I know you filed. Um, not yet, Dave, but nope. uh, what, what about you? Yeah. No, what I, about you? Well, if I, no, I'm going to, I'm going to have to write a little check, but again, that that's part of my, that's part of my plan is not to, um, not to get that refund. But again, we'll talk about that in, in just a little bit. Are you the kind of guy, Nick, that, that files your, your return early? I was always a last minute guy. You know, Dave, I've always been anxious for better or worse. Yeah. And so I filed my return about two weeks ago. And around the first of the month, give or take, uh, maybe okay. a little earlier. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And um you know, fortunately for me, I've only been an employee and a law student, so I don't have much to write off, which mm -hmm. we may or may not get to later mm -hmm. on. Right, right. And um, 
you know, maybe if it was more complicated and I was some of these attorneys on TV, maybe in 20 years, uh, I might, I, I might, uh, you know, push for an extension or something else. But no, I, I did file about two weeks ago, three weeks ago. You know, I was always the kind of guy that would wait until the last minute and then I'd have to drive over to the airport to hand it to the mailman. So I would get a stamp date on, <laughs> on 415. You know, I, I hate counting the beans uh, a year, you know, three, four months after the year is over. Um, I, I don't like that. And then I look at how much of my money they took, and uh, I don't like that. And then I see how well they spend it, and I'm being facetious, and I don't like that. And so the whole process has never been that much fun for me. So I I would always put it off, and that's not the thing to do, uh, but that's what I did in years past. I just want everyone to know where I'm um, coming from. So... I've been thinking about this whole topic about this refund and, and how people might spend it. And I've been looking at articles on the internet and I was even watching a, a show on this as well. I got to tell you, Nick, I was, I was sitting in a chair getting a pedicure a few weeks ago and I'm watching some, you know, financial specialist person uh, coming to uh, the TV from their, their closet. And they're talking about uh, what you should do. What surprises you about that? That you got her pedicure. Ah, I, mean, I knew you'd say that. Yeah, yeah. I was. I, 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 <laughs> well, it's actually funny, Dave. Sorry for interrupting. Yeah. You know, my uh, one of my ex girlfriends. She always was like Nicholas. Like, let's go get a pedicure. Let's go get a pedicure. And I was just like, is that the thing to do? And I kind of, I'm, I'm kind of in that mode for relaxation. So. Dave, I might spend my refund on a pedicure. Oh, only a little piece of your refund on the pedi. I got to tell you, it's one of life's uh, little pleasures. And, uh, um, you know, it's a, it's a way to stay nice and neat and, and clean. And I really like it. I remember one time at the end of the year, we took the whole law office and we went over and lined them up in the chairs. And, you know, there must have been seven or eight of us getting pedis. <laughs> and, and to watch stiff lawyers getting their feet worked on was, was really a joy. I'm telling you. So anyway, I'm looking at these shows and I'm reading these articles and I'm going, mm, one, what would a true TFWP follower do? And two, I think I could be a lot more interesting than this blah, 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 because our listeners aren't going to be necessarily getting a pity while uh, we're doing this talking, right, Nick? I mean, I might be. I'm a listener. I'm a, I'm a, listener. I'm I'm a, a listener. listener. That's true. That's true. But here are my thoughts uh, on what you should do from a TFWP point of view. Number one, pay debt. If you got debt, you should pay your debt off. I hate to say it because it sucks. Uh, if you have debt, it's not really your money, that refund coming in. Uh, we discussed this a couple of years ago uh, in a show that we called um, It's My Money. And we said, if you got debt, it's really not your money. It, it belongs to somebody else. That's money that you got to pay out. So I hate to say it, it takes the air out of the, the, the whole podcast. But, you know, if you got debt, you should use your refund to, to pay the debt. Maybe slice a little piece off for a pedo uh, and, uh, you know, get your, get your toes done. Get your toes done. But uh, if you're already on your TFWP journey, 
you don't have to do this. And you see how freeing this is if you have your house otherwise in order and you've already paid off your debt. Well, now you can move on to the, the next step and you don't have to worry about this. So this is this is a way that we like to think that, um, you know, following these five steps to financial success uh, makes sense. And it actually is a lot of fun to follow once you um, internalize it and, and, and bring it into your soul. Um, so that's number one, pay debt number two, uh, fund an emergency fund. And yeah, okay, this is only slightly more fun than paying down debt, maybe a little bit. Remember, we've said all along that you should have uh, three to six months of your nut in liquid funds set aside, your, your operating expenses set aside. And this will give you a lot of peace of mind. So you're still putting money aside. You're not doing anything specific with it. You're holding it off on the side. But what you should do is make sure that your emergency fund is set up and it'll give you great peace of mind. It'll help you know that you have it for the future. You may, may remember we spoke, oh, I don't know, a year, year and a half ago with Matt, and we did, a, we did an episode on that. And he, he just talked about the sheer joy and the peace of mind of having an emergency fund. And then we spoke with uh, Amanda, you know, our, our resident millennial, and she was talking about how she had just put together an emergency fund when COVID hit. And that was what was keeping her solvent um, during the COVID crisis and then ultimately allowed her, um, as everything was starting to loosen up, to go out and get really a job that she really wanted rather than a job that she was looking at just to, to pay income. So, you know, number two, fund an emergency plan. Yeah, you should. Number three, uh, boost your retirement. Yeah, maybe. I mean, it's not very sexy. Uh, and retirement's a long way off, but maybe, you know, that money will compound a lot um, over the years. And, and the more you attack that retirement plan, the better retirement you'll have uh, or retirement fund you'll have when you retire. And again, we don't like to say retirement here at TFWP. We like to say, hey, that's when I'm self-sufficient. That's when I'm going to stop working full-time and pushing as hard. Retirement used to be, hey, when my body is tired and used up and I can't do anything. And I think that that's a passe concept. Retirement should be called something different. Nick, we've talked about it so many times. Um, but Dave, probably the best word we you, came up with was financially did you say there's You say fire? Did you say fire? Uh, I like your thought. You're internalizing this stuff. I like it, Nick. Fire standing for financially independent retire early. We've done several episodes on that. And that's a good thing. If you can retire early, uh, you know, I, I encourage it. It's, it's like having a second helping of dessert. If you can do it, I highly recommend it. But here's a thought. Here's a twist on that. How about not boosting your retirement fund? How about creating another retirement fund altogether? And by that, I'm talking about consider a Roth IRA. If you're eligible, you got to check with your accountant and see if you're eligible, because if your income's too much, you may not qualify. But you can set up a Roth IRA, and the money that you put in is after-tax money. You can always pull it out tax-free down the line if you need it. These are your contributions, I mean, because it's after-tax money going in. And 
when you retire, when you can start withdrawing that money, when you're 59 and a half or 60 or whatever it is, again, check with your accountant, you can take that money out. All that money growth over the years is tax-free. So many people have IRAs and the growth of their IRA over the years caught up inside the IRA. And now they have to pay tax on it at income, income rates. So that's not cool if it's a lot of money, especially if you got some other sources of money when you retire. Um, it's something that, um, that you certainly want to think about. Here's another thing to consider. Think about this. If you're currently 30 and you get a refund of $1,000, just a scenario, it won't be this exactly, but just as an example, and you take your $1,000 refund and put it in a Roth IRA, and you do that every year for 30 years, and that money is invested in an ETF fund that resembles the, the S&P 500. So relatively conservative stuff at a decent rate of return. How much do you think that $1,000 a year for 30 years that you put in that has been compounding is worth at the end of that 30 year period. Hmm, about 200,000 bucks. Now, wouldn't it be nice to put 30,000 in over 30 years? And, and when you want to take that money, oh my goodness, you could pull it out and, and have 200,000. I like that. Heck, you could go around the world. In fact, I looked on some websites today because I was kind of uh, psyched about this. And if you want to do a round-the-world cruise, all the food, all the entertainment, all the blah, 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 100 days, 180 days, it's about $100,000 a person. That would be something to aspire to uh, when you retire. So uh, talk to your accountant about eligibility. Again, if you make too much, you don't qualify. But the years that you do, you drop that money in there, just commit to yourself, whether it's under a thousand or over a thousand and leave it there for 30 years. I'm not even assuming that you're starting to do this when you're 25. I'm saying, hey, 30 and that you're going to retire or, be, or become financially independent when you're what, 60, 30 years later. You'll have this pot of money that you could use for, for an cruise. So this is something maybe that you don't want to miss out on, on money that you may not even plan is coming to you uh, and money that you may not even miss. Sounds pretty interesting to me. Number four, overdue repairs or improvements. Should you spend the money on that? Well, maybe. I mean, that stuff needs to get done. So perhaps. Um, however, your repairs or improvements should really be part of your yearly spending plan. And you really shouldn't need to do that. But unexpected stuff comes up. And yeah, if something unexpected has come up, yeah, do some repairs, do some improvements, I suppose. But remember, don't trick yourself into calling a new jacuzzi in the backyard a home improvement. That's not. That's a You're buying a depreciating asset. You're buying something that's, that's awful lot of fun. But perhaps not uh, necessary. How about save? Most of the people that I listened to and read said, look, if these other things don't work, you can save. And, and I got to tell you, this is when I really started thinking about putting together this podcast, because just to say, oh, I'm going to save the money. That's way too boring. Oh my God. That just, that just like pulling teeth to me. Think of it as an opportunity to deploy 
more of your capital. Remember Warren Buffett said, even in this year's shareholder meeting, he said, hey, this is how we deploy our capital. And if you think about it like that, with the possibility of increase in value or interest, um, it's, it's pretty exciting stuff. So yeah, absolutely, you could save. Um, six, what about other TFWP steps? Well, you could consider that. We've only talked about the first couple, getting rid of debt and um, uh, creating an emergency fund and, and getting money in retirement. There's a couple other things that we haven't suggested. But remember, there's three other things after the first five, and that was the additional steps of considering housing, considering education, considering charity. And you're thinking, Dave, you're going to tell me, give away my refund? Well, probably not, but it's something to consider and it should be part of your um, annual plan. So it depends on how into being a, a TFP you know, follower you are. If you've got the first five things covered, you could think about these other three things. And you see how we're talking about when money comes to you, how you should go back to your five-step plan or go back to your yearly plan or 10-year plan to see Dave, how it Dave, fits in. Dave, Don't just Dave, blow it. Yeah, yeah, Dave, yeah, Dave, yeah, Dave. yeah, yeah. But yeah. I mean, we've talked like about five or six things about what to do. Mm-hmm. What, what should we not do? Well... Anything short term, anything depreciating, um, like just don't go out and and blow it. I mean, I'm not talking about buying a French horn. Uh, I'm talking about just going out and doing something really ridiculous with it. You know, hey, let's uh, go to five uh, French restaurants and five nights. Um, let's, uh, you know, let's jump in a, in, uh, in a car, airplane, whatever, and, and go somewhere completely frivolous. Um, certainly don't gamble it. You know, I don't I don't think that the odds there are, are any good. And I, I put crypto in that category. Um, but, you know, uh, you could do use some of it for entertainment. If entertainment is part of your yearly plan, if that's what you plan to do, I have a certain amount of of uh, entertainment, but certainly don't spend it on depreciating assets. I mean, I used to go out and I go, oh, yeah, uh, I wanted a bike and a I wanted a VCR and a this and that. And before you know it, it's all used up. It's gone. And the power of that money down the line, the power of that money to compound so many times, um, I had I'd lost that. So um, do as we talk, not as I do or did, I guess I could say, right? Um, going back to crypto for a minute. Wow. What, what a lot of change in crypto recently, huh? Um, um, Nick, you were telling I, I, me, you told me Buffett was doing crypto. No, I sent you an article that said he was. Well, I think he was doing a bank that was banking crypto somehow. So maybe I, that... I, I never gave you my personal financial opinion about okay. what, what he was or was not doing. Okay. I am, I am not someone who can give financial advice. Um, I'm actually basically out of crypto. Um, at the current moment, Dave, and for you. Um, you know, I have student loans that I need to pay back, and I can't afford a uh, liberal approach to my money. I need a more conservative approach, like the S and P, that I know will you know appreciate five percent, six percent, until I pay off my debt. Well, now, do you, do you think the fact that you're not doing as much crypto as a result of 
you know, me harping on you or just having a, having a drier eyed view of things now that you got to get up and go to work every day. I think it's a little bit of both. I mean, and I think you mix in a little maturity too. I would say a lot of maturity, um, yeah, the fear yeah. of not paying back bills. Right. Um, you know, I, I did not know, you know, president Biden was going to extend the uh, moratorium on paying back student debt to August. And yeah, so what's, was, what's that about? He said he wasn't going to do that. I can't tell you what the president's going to do or what he's not going to do. I can only tell you what I read in the headlines. And oh, so it's I, a crazy I, thing. Yeah, I was I was ready to, you know, have my first payment next month. Fortunately, I don't have to. Wow. So what are you going to do with that money that you'd already set aside? Buy some depreciating assets? Yeah, like a jacuzzi in my apartment building. Exactly. I like yeah, I like your style. I like your style. It means you got more money for investments, right? Or uh, more money to deploy in other um, in other kinds of, uh, of of things. But I think that the article that you sent me said that he had that he had invested in a uh, a bank that was doing crypto, not crypto per se. So he's not subject to the wild um, fluctuations, and and that fits in. He likes he likes to own the utility that that does the job, like the railroads that he's bought. You know, um, in fact, he just bought um, a big piece in um, Allegheny, uh, you know, like another railroad. So the guy just you just can't stop him. He just keeps doing the, you know, the the same thing. So well, anyway, Dave, I, I think we're getting off topic. I think we're we're a little off topic, but I wanted to digress or walk down that that alley just a little bit. because I thought <laughs> there were some interesting things there. You know, these are these are all things that you can do. These are all things that are good. But here's my best, 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 best tip. Don't let the government hold your money. I know that it's it, some people that, that treat it like forced savings. I remember years ago talking to someone say, oh, I, I, I overwithhold because it's like forced savings. And, and then they have to write me a check at the end of the year. Yeah, but they're holding your money interest free all that time. And don't let them hang on to your money and not pay you interest. Um, don't do it. You're losing all that time, which is one of the key elements that you need for investment. It's much easier now, instead of having them automatically withhold, just to do an automatic withdrawal from your bank account if you just don't have the, the discipline to do it. But what you need to do, big, big tip, none of the advisors pick this up. Get with your accountant and figure out where you need to come out to be just about even at the end. You can owe a buck or you can pay a buck. There's never any absolute way to know the exact dollar amount, but you can project out pretty good. And I'll bet you some of these software programs will even let you do uh, pro projections. And you do projections at the end of the second or third quarter. Remember last week, uh, Nick, you weren't here, but last week we were talking about this being the end of the first quarter and it's time to take stock and see how you're doing in the progress and whether you need to change some of those goals or delete some of those goals or create some new goals based upon what happened in the first three months of the year. But maybe part of that analysis can be, hey, let me run a tax projection. I don't want the government to hold my money. By the same token, I don't want to have to write them a big check. In fact, if you're, if you're not withholding enough, there can be uh, penalties about that. So, um, you know, at the end of every quarter, you run a quick little projection. How am I doing? If you just have wages, it's pretty easy. You just 
take the number off your you know, end of the quarter paycheck, drop it into TurboTax, figure out what it is after you take some of your deductions. If you've got something that's a little more complicated, Nick, like losses and um, and and profits from sales of stock or crypto, see how I worked that in there? Um, Dave, what are losses? I, I, I don't know what those are. Oh, I think a lot of people have lost in crypto. Um, a lot of people made money. I'll give it to you, but I think people have already lost money in crypto. Um, but people are going to have losses in anything. Warren Buffett um, has had um, losses. By the way, Warren Buffett, we talked about several months ago, had actually been swindled by a guy that was uh, up in the San Francisco Bay Area, was talking to people about portable um, solar units. And it turned out the guy was running like an allegedly a Ponzi scheme. And and he he just got sentenced to, I don't remember exactly what it was. Just today it was in the news, like six years or something in prison for running this Ponzi wow. scheme. And this stuff happens. I mean, this guy swindled, this guy bamboozled, perhaps the best value investor of all time. I don't know how in the hell he did that, but uh, that's another interesting, interesting wait, aside. Wait, wait, wait. Are you telling me the best value investor was not Jordan Belfort? Not going to say that. No, I'm not going to say that. <laughs> the wolf himself? No, I'm not going not gonna to say that. We're, we're big fans of Warren. By the way, as long as we're on Warren, we're going to go just a little bit more off topic. The, uh, the Berkshire Hathaway shareholders meeting is in two weeks uh, in Omaha, Nebraska. And remember, I said that they have the shareholders meeting on Saturday and everyone crowds into a basketball stadium. And he and Charlie Munger in the past have answered questions for two three hour segments, which is phenomenal stamina for any way, anyone, but exceptionally for these these two fellows who have an abundance of years about them. And they also in the next room have a convention center where they have all the different companies that they own and you can get slight discounts on stuff. They have, um, they own a lot of Dairy Queens. I think it's Dairy Queens. And so everybody can go buy a chocolate covered vanilla ice cream bar for a buck or a Brooks tennis shoes, which they are not tennis shoes, running shoes for a couple bucks off or, or seize candy, not big discounts. And they're not, not handing out a lot of free. When I was there last time, I went up to the C's uh, booth where they were making C's candy. And I go, wow, when this is done, you're going to be handing out samples. And they go, no, you got to buy this stuff, fella. And I thought, wow, that's, that's true. Warren Buffett, no, no free ride, but you do get a picture of Warren and Charlie on the box. So for whatever that's worth. If any one of our listeners are going to be there, shoot me an email through the website and uh, we'll make a point to um, either meet for a drink or, or meet for um, one of those uh, ice cream bars uh, covered in chocolate. So to look back at this, uh, when you get your tax refund, what should you do? Pay debt? Yes. Help create your emergency fund. Yes. Boost your retirement. Yes. Or better yet, maybe uh, create a new retirement fund. Really dig in the Roth IRA these days. Consider overdue repairs or improvements. Yes. Save. No, no, no. Invest and deploy your capital. Don't save it too boring. Uh, you can consider the other TFWP steps. Consider how it might augment housing education, or even, oh my God, do I dare say, 
uh, donate to, to charity. What you don't want to do is anything short term. Don't blow it. Don't gamble it. Uh, don't just go out and spend it all on entertainment. And please, please, please don't think that you're investing it by um, buying depreciating assets. And the biggest tip, the grand tip of the day, if you will, don't let the government hold your money. Adjust your withholding so that you come out just about even. Nick, at the top of the show, you had asked me if I got a refund check, and no, I didn't, because I planned it out that I wouldn't uh, be getting any money back. I don't want them holding the money. Uh, we had uh, that money invested. We got a fairly decent return, except for the last few months. And we, we sold some securities about a week, week and a half ago so that we have enough to make up um, any difference on the tax that we owe. That's how we did it. It's not perfect. It's not mandatory, but it's something to think about. This is Dave Hagan, and you've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast. You've been listening to the Financial Wellness Podcast, Dave's weekly message to keep you on your path to financial success. If you have a question that you would like Dave to answer on the podcast, go to thefinancialwellnesspodcast.com. You can leave an audio message with one click of a button or type your message into the question box. Either way, it's sent right to Dave's phone. Remember, Dave will randomly draw from the submitted questions and pick the winner of a free one-hour personal conversation with Dave to help you achieve your financial goals. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast so you receive the new episode notifications or share the podcast via the app with your family and friends. This is your announcer, Nick Appel, wishing you every financial success.